is brilliant. It's a hero maximum. And the ground, down the ground, another hero maximum. Righto, welcome back to the Maximum Cricket Podcast, episode 58. Those bloody cheating Aussies, a eh? Or is Johnny just dumb? We discuss that and more. Ben Stokes needs drug tested. Anderson needs arrested. Stark can't catch. Steve Smith is really good. England are 2-0 down, or Australia are 2-0 up, I suppose. Today we have Jacko, as always. Lugsy's still away, but we have a roaming pom who is living out in New Zealand. Luke, first of all, welcome back to the pod. Just off the bat, without too much detail, what's your general feelings today? Tough being overseas, I know you want to chat a bit of Ashes cricket, so let us help you vent. I think, you say it's tough, but it's actually quite nice. Because I don't know if you know anything about the English media, but they do like to hammer everyone the second anything goes wrong. Um, So it's quite nice just waking up in the morning, watching the highlights and sort of having my own opinions on it. And I think the thing that says where I am the most of it is I am waking up every day and watching the highlights. I don't think I was doing that in the last tour to Australia. I just sort of gave up after about four days of cricket and then didn't watch anymore. Um. You just can't deny it's good cricket, so I'm I'm pretty happy with with where we're at, and it, I think it was a big stretch to really come at them and, and do the same thing and tear them apart. It doesn't need tweaking the way we the way we go about it, but it's it's still good to watch. Jacko, and uh, what are your sort of immediate thoughts on uh, on the contest? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Luke summed up well. It's it's been just great to watch. I think we're probably yeah, probably looking at nine even days, um, potentially ten even days. Um, Aussie probably, you could say, had some upper hands in, in this test. Um, I thought they finished you know, pretty strong after a couple of days, but I think like there was there was no point when you thought this test was over. Um, I mean, Stokes is 150. That could have easily been 180 and then winning. So I think even though, yeah, it's 2-0 it's down it, it feels like we've had 10 absolute rippers days of cricket, and I think that's all you can ask for, um, especially from the outside. Obviously, the English will be a bit gutted to be 2-0 down, but, yeah, I mean, this series is living up to the hype. Um, a draw in England win would have just maybe tipped it over the edge in terms of how good it was, but, yeah, if they can they can win the next test, this this series is still, still alive because England are playing great cricket. Um, they just haven't quite been as good as Aussie for the for the 10 days um but yeah i mean <clears throat> they're a win away from this this series being all all on and all go so um yeah lo- loving the series as you said the the highlights every morning are fantastic every day someone else is standing up and someone else is doing something heroic and like if it's lion batting on one leg or you know stokes fighting for 150 bsto's run out like there's just something every day that's happening so it's two teams that don't like each other, two teams that don't want to lose, and they're playing fucking good cricket. So we're happy with it. Well, well summed up. And there are there are a lot of talking points. There's a lot of controversies, but you know, let's let's wind back the clock to the start. Um, day one, uh, England win the toss. Favorable conditions, cloudy skies. Um, I believe Zach Crawley mentioned that if they had conditions, they'd win by one fifty. However, Australia flew out to 316 for three. Travis Head making 77 off 73. Steve Smith made his 32nd Test 100. So straight off the bat, boys, what happened to England on that first day? Like, that is that is Jimmy, that is broad. I don't, I'm not too sure how they didn't sort of run through them what they always did. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough one, I think. Everyone was begging for that pitch to be green, for Broad and Anderson to go nuts. But, yeah, I think maybe there was a bit of hangover from the first test. I think those old bodies, especially Anderson and Broad, that first test would have taken something out of them. Um, it's a pretty hard bowl, running, charging in on the surface, doing nothing for you. Um, so I don't, I don't know if there was a hangover from, from the first test. There was a good break, but um, I think we saw like the fresh body of of tongue he was their best bowler on the day um so that's maybe says something about that so yeah you, you don't know if it's just like a little bit of the last test sitting in the legs or sitting in the attitude but yeah i think yeah just just rust me they weren't quite good enough that that day um 
And then I think just leaving Wood out just roughs, just irks me so much. Um, I think you've got to play your cards. You can't be 2 0 down in this series. Um, or you, you, yeah, it's a huge hole to be in and to, and to not pick a guy for durability issues. Wood could have <clears throat> made some serious things happen on that wicket. So, um, but they didn't get, Ollie oh, went away from them, I think, like 3.30 and day one. I'm going to show they can, they can bat and chase that. So, it wasn't out of hand, but they just weren't quite quite there. They didn't quite back up the talk from the week of, you know, we feel like we're up 1-0, not 1-0 down, and, you know, get our bowlers on a good one and we'll, we'll run through them. They just didn't quite back the talk up on day one, unfortunately. No, I 100% agree with the with the wood thing. I think, obviously, with baseball, everyone talks about it. It's all about the, it's all about the batting. It's, it seems at the minute that the, the bowling attack is, obviously, bowling's a lot, it's a lot harder to go into it and, and be as expressive in a test match especially but it does seem that we're so far the other way where we're just going to try and grind someone down we're going to bowl the right areas we're going to try and set people up without having anyone with that X factor mm. yeah 100% I think yeah like Jackie you brought up the point that Josh Tang was was the pick of the bowlers and he, and he definitely was throughout the whole test and like to England's credit they did they did take seven for a hundred to sort of get themselves back into the test. Four hundred and sixteen all out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it would have been nice to see Mark Wood. I did, we'll talk about changes later, but I expect he comes in. And they did obviously get themselves right back into that contest. And then with the bat, they got out. You know, they got out. Got out to a flyer. Two hundred and eight for two. Duckett top scoring with ninety eight. And then, you know, a massive moment. At the time, it felt like a huge moment in the test and definitely the series. Um, Nathan Lyon in his 100th consecutive test. A stat that lords his durability, ironically. Lyon raced in from the boundary and appeared to tear his calf. I think by now he's been ruled out of the series. Um, He obviously wouldn't bowl another ball. I remember at the time thinking... This was like Glenn McGrath, two thousand and five. Like a one, like the one big difference between the sides was a spinner, and Nathan Lyons out. How big of a moment did you think it was at the time, there, Jacko? Oh yeah, huge mate. I think you summed it up with the McGrath comparison. I think the only other person Aussie couldn't afford to lose potentially was Cummins. Um, I think they've probably got the batting to cover cover a loss in the unit, but. Yeah, I mean, and and there was a lot of talk at the start of the series about how Lyon was going to be, you know, taken down and England go at spinners. And he was unbelievably good in that first test, I thought. Um, eight for, just just bowled exceptionally well. Um, most spinners have been put to the sword by this England side. So, um, yeah, especially with England losing Leach, I think having that genuine number one spinner was, was seeming to be Aussie's. Um, sort of trump card in the series, I suppose, moving forward. Um, so to so to lose that as yeah, honours even again, I think. So yeah, probably. <clears throat> I think if Aussie lost Cummins, they'd be down that McGrath route. But losing losing Lyon is is massive, and he sort of feels like that heart and soul a wee bit of this Aussie side. Um, everyone loves to bring team it up. He got given the team song from Hussey. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he'll probably still be doing it on his crutches and banging them away if, when they're winning. But yeah, he he's played a hundred games for a reason in a row, and yeah, just a shame to to go out fielding. So he'll probably be in the grippers when he comes back, I imagine, and and, and never run again. <laughs> uh, Skatey, what did you what did you think of that? No, Nathan Lyon. Did you feel like did you feel like that that would, wow. should have brought England right back into the contest? And I think it did, if you if you look back on it. Um, that's it's a pretty high fourth innings total we've we've ended up getting to anyway. And you add Nathan Lyon into that, we're we're going to get a lot less. But I, from from my view, I'm I'm extremely delighted with that injury. <laughs> well, it's fair. <laughs> I mean, it definitely think, definitely think, helps, helps. It really it really opened. It, we're two 0 down. I think as was something before. It's it was. I think it might have been back in the thirties or forties. Since someone came back from two 0 down to win an Ashes three two, but we've we've got no chance of that happening if if Nathan Lyons there. So he's one he's one of the best bowlers in the world, and he has been for a while. So yeah, you throw in a new spinner, it just brings that like England can properly attack a Todd Murphy yeah. or 
whoever is because like you know Nathan Lyon's going to come back and it might not be in that game but it will be the next whereas like what Todd Murphy's played five tests maybe three in India like he is raw as raw can be and if he's going to get taken down sort of spell one of his Ashes career that could be end up being really sort of derailing so yeah it's a, it's a massive loss yeah. and I think it swings the series back to sort of even on paper um, so yeah I mean, we saw how much of a loss Leach was for England, I think, in the first test. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's right back on Aussie now. So, be interesting to see what they do with the with the spin position. Um, but it's all go. Lot, yeah, there'll be a lot of pressure on uh, Murphy when he, when he comes into it. He'll be under pressure for sure. And we talk about it being a great equaliser. However, at the time, um, straight, after, straight after that injury, England collapsed. They lost eight wickets for 117. They were all out for 325. Still 90-odd behind Australia. Now, this was the f- probably the first time I remember Baz Bull actually copping some serious heat from their media. Uh, Luke, you, you mentioned before that the media loves to turn on a, on a dime on their on their side, and this was no different. I guess like the optics of some of those dismissals, like your Harry Brook... Um, they don't look great, but it, I, if you play this style of cricket, this is what you're going to get. Luke, we'll start with you. What did you What did you make of the criticism England um, England received after that um, sort of collapse, where they sort of tried to hit every bouncer out of the attack and they keep holding out? Should they have grinded down and played sensible cricket, um, or what, what? What do you think? No, like like I said before, I'm glad I'm not having to have it shoved down my throat every day and, and listen to this, and I can sort of go and go and find out my my own information on this. And if I do want to listen to someone have a rant, I can I can go and have a listen to it. But I, I I think cricket, especially in the UK, is it's it's in a tough spot as a sport where it's all about getting people invested. And we'll obviously touch on the controversy before, but people are talking about it and now we're doing something exciting with the sport like people that aren't massively into cricket are, are getting involved in it we're competing with football which is ridiculous in terms of like media coverage so to just even get some people talking about it is really good for the sport and i just i just can't believe i hate pundits so much especially in cricket where it's all ex players slagging off people for making the same things they've done 10 15 20 times in their career it's an exciting way to play. They're very clear in the way that they're playing. England get criticised a lot in the past for not having clear direction. Now we've got a direction. It's the wrong direction. I don't, I don't think that we're ever going to reach a point in English media where they're happy. Um, I, I, it's, it's really frustrating to sit and listen to a lot of the time. Preach. And I like the Preach. fact that there's, there's, there is such a clear direction. And you can't you can't expect us to go from the recent Ashes series to to coming in straight and and winning. I think that would have been such an incredible achievement. But to just be competing in every test is a big step. And to sort of Australia are a very good team. It's not a surprise now with it's taken a little loss of momentum in terms of how the media are backing. It was always good. But we we definitely, from watching, have come on so far from the last two series that are obviously fresh in the mind. It's really easy to criticise. From the, all, all I hear is like they need to be more sensible. They need to do this and that. But it's like they forgot what sensible looked like before baseball. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> it was pretty pretty fucking average, if we're honest. So it's like I'd probably prefer this with a little bit of tweaking, maybe. Um, and let's go from there. But what what did you make of that sort of um, mini collapse, Jacko? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's bound to happen. I think, you know, that that real ilk of like they've done it to X, but will they do it to us? like? Can they do it to us? And I think we've sort of finally seen, like, this is probably the first like wave of bad balls actually faced. Like the actual first like failure they've had in a series that's the biggest it can be and it, and it was always going to happen in this series and and I think those English tabloids they're just trying to 
uh, trying to sell papers at the end of the day. So, you know, English cricket's ruined over the front page is, is what gets people sort of buying the Daily Mail over the sun and, and whatnot. So it's just... English media is is an absolute roller coaster. Like they win this test, you've got Knight Stokes on the front page of the paper, and like, <laughs> he's ready to, you know, he's like he's going to be the next king of England if they win this test, sort of thing. So, um, it, it is that live by the sword, die by the sword, and I think like it's actually nice to see they're willing to die by it. I suppose is is the way I've looked at it, um, because it would have been easy for them to. You know, maybe he'll count 150 and a bit more time in that um, in that last innings, and then you know they they maybe don't have as much time to chase in the last innings, or Aussie don't set them something competitive because there's not enough time in the game. So um, yeah, I, I suppose it's we're starting to see them sort of walk that talk of what they said of we're going to play this brand of cricket no matter what, and in the face of going down two nil to which we've we've discussed in the past, potentially one of the great Australian cricket teams. Um, yeah, courageous and, and, and you love to see it from from just that fan perspective and, and see them back it up and, and say they're going to do it and then do it and it fails and then fucking have a red-hot crack in the fourth innings just like they said they would. Um, yeah, it's good to see. And, and as Luke said, it's, it's brilliant for the game because, you know, everyone is tuning into this series and, yeah, we're one England win away from this being all on. So, yeah, I'm loving it, and I'm all here for it. Well, the, the irony is you've got the pundits going on about how England are reckless and they and the way they play the short ball because they go at it, and then you watch Australia bat in the se- in their third innings and they look great. You know, Kawaja made 77. They're 187 for two, and then England goes short as well. Uh, Australia lose 8 for 92 and they play it sensibly oh, yeah. they try and tap it around the corner they duck and weave, they do this turns out playing the short ball is actually really difficult it's actually just, a hard, I actually don't know what the right way to play it so just saying, like play it sensibly I need a little bit more detail from our pundits if you don't mind as you said, like, there's a reason bumper plan is for seam as option B or C is because it's uncomfy to bat against and it's hard to control when you're getting it right. Like, and especially test match cricket, you can get hit for like 20 off and over, but if you get the guy out the next over, fucking happy days. Like, he's only faced seven balls. So it's just that risk reward. Like, one day cricket, it's obviously tough to go to because, you know, 20 off and over and you've only got four left in a day, you've sort of fucked yourself. But when time is the the determining factor in test cricket, that control level is just so hard. And um, yeah, it's a getting through the bumper plan is one of the tougher things you can do as a batter. Um, if you're a batter and if you're in a tail end, fucking get me out of there. I'm hitting the first one straight up. <laughs> um, what do you actually make of like the wave of short ball bowling? And uh, uh, like as a spectacle, do you, do you like it? Do you want to see bumper after bumper or, do you think there needs to be a bit more variety in the game? Like, if you're like just watching it, do you like seeing pull shot, pull shot, pull shot, bumper, bumper, bumper? Yeah, um, I think New Zealand, like New Zealand, weirdly get the balance right. Um, like, have got right. Like that World Test cycle we won, where Wagner would do it from one end. You know, Bolts out there, Colin and a spinner would just play like good test cricket from the other end. You sort of get the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, I suppose is it like from a playing perspective, you know it's all go, like you know it's all on when the bumper plan's happening. So you've sort of gone, this wicket's dead, it's not swinging, they've got a couple of set guys, you're like, right, like this is our dice roll. So from that side of it and playing in it, oh, I love it. I love to see it. It's, it's good fun because it's. You know how tough it truly is to either get through or bowl it. So um, you know these guys are like at the absolute edge of their skill level trying to do this. So yeah, to to watch it, oh, I quite enjoy it um, because it is edge of your seat stuff. Every time they pull, you're sort of wondering, fuck, is that going to hand or is that six? And yeah, it brings a different element to a day of Test cricket, I think. So I'm all for it as a spectator, to be honest. Uh, Luke, you're you're a big fan of playing the short ball. Uh, from my memories of playing together, um, so but, what's? Uh, I did see a video <laughs> recently that came off my memories of you doing some drills with me and filming it from the side. And yeah, it's. I don't think I, I think it's an effective plan against me for sure. 
Um, I think I threw my bat in that video. Um, yeah, toys I'm all for sort of, yeah. yeah, massively. Um, <laughs> those Astro wickets are not fair. Um, but no, I'm all for sort of any non-conventional plan in sport or even if you want to call it sort of a bit of shithousery. Like it's it's just good to be a little bit different and try it. And Wagner obviously it's made a career on it pretty much. I mean, he obviously can bowl as well, but he's he's drilled down something. Like Jacko said, it's, it is tough to do, to just constantly dig it in. And something's happening every ball, but something's happening pretty much every ball the way England are batting at the minute anyway. Um, I, I like it as a plan. And yeah, it should, I think there should be a bit more of it. Yeah, I mean, look, you can't argue the results. The results are what they what they are. Like it brought England back into the game. Uh, Australia all out for two seven nine. Broad took four. Um, England requiring only three, uh, not only, but three hundred seventy one to win, which sort of brings that's them n- back into that in contest. Normally, <laughs> it's nothing normally. So it just it yeah, it's weird you say that because normally you're like that's a massive score, but then you, actually at the time you're thinking. They're in this. They're right back in this. And then they're not in this because uh, we talk about the short ball plan. Well, Stark and Cummins, they didn't do that to start with. They rattled England 45 for four. I mean, we're talking three of all-time deliveries. Um, Pope getting that massive in-swinger from Stark. Root getting one to jump off a length off Cummins, and then the ball to Brook from Cummins was just that that similar to the ball that Root got in 2019. In terms of other attacks, I just can't imagine any other attack in world cricket on that type of pitch that can just rip the heart out of a side in four or five overs. Like, can you think of any other other side? And I think I think that's where you like start brings that X factor, doesn't he? And I think against Basball, Stark is your trump card because he does bowl fucking seeds. Like that ball to get poked was unbelievable. Like you can't play that. You can't tell me you can play that at 145 clicks. Like that's unbelievable. And then Cummins is just, Cummins is the best in the world for a reason. And, and we saw that to, that ball that got, that ball that got root is like, that is just pure like fast bowling porn for me. Like I know top of off's mint, and it's a seed, but yeah, you know, see it jump off and a guy just glove it into your quarter and all, like off the shoulder, it's so good. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about this team. If this series goes the way, Aussie's way, is one of the great test sides and this bowling attack, I think, will be will be one of the reasons why. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think there's a better in the world at the moment um, and I don't think there's been a better in the world for, for a while actually. Just quickly on um, how that ball to root is like your fast bowler's pawn. In a way, that delivery is like a batter's pawn because I don't know about I don't know I don't know about you, but a lot of batters like when they're sort of like just like uh, shadow batting, and you know how you just sort of like fake that wee nick. You just sort of like yeah. you just sort of get squared up and you get a wee, and then you sort squared of look up. back quickly, yeah. squared up, and like that's that's the delivery you you think that you got every time and then that's the yeah. ball you can legitimately yeah. walk off and go <laughs> yeah. can't do much about that yeah no. yeah. yeah. that's the one you get back to the sheds and go ah, not my day boys fucking got a good one oh, so. the, the, old, the old boys but, around the ground are coming up to you after that one and they'll be like oh, there's not much you could do there yeah, yeah. yeah it's like an acceptable yeah. way of yeah, dismissing like Harry time. Brook yeah. yeah Harry Brook like slicing a pull shot out to deep cover um it's not going to get that same reaction, but but getting one that rears off and off and in, that's where like the the MCC members are pretty, like clapping you off, like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. We pat, we pat on the back through the Lord's dressing room, just ah oh, well, unlucky mate. Yeah, um, and then if we sort of move forward, and this is where things get a little spicy. Um, obviously, Stokes and Duckett they start to put on a wee partnership. I think it might have been sixty or seventy odd towards the end of day four. And then we've got our first controversy here when Duckett, who was on 50 at the time, um, he gets a bouncer from Cam Green. He tries to kind of like uh, like a back away swat to third man. It kind of gets like the back of the bat, I think. Um, and then it goes down to fine leg. Stark appears to take a pretty sharp catch. They check the no ball. 
Then they noticed something with Stark. He has control of the ball initially until his body hits the ground. And at that point, he puts his right arm down uh, to brace the ground and then his left arm down as well. And he kind of like presses that ball face down, like ball first into the ground as he slides. And it's given not out. A lot of controversy um, surrounding that, around control and that sort of bullshit. Um, straight off the bat, uh, we'll go to you first, Luke. Uh, out or not out? I'm not out. <laughs> Simple stuff. Do you, do you have a case? No, I, do have logic, I, do, I do have logic behind this, but it is just very obviously not out, and I don't understand why you're, why you're even talking about it. Because there's, I've, a lot of times in the catches, if you go the other way around with your hand, where you're trying to keep the ball up, and because you're trying to keep the ball up, your elbow will hit the ground first. I've seen a lot of times a diving catch like that, the elbow pops out. He's just he's not even trying. The ball can't pop, pop out of your hand if you're slamming it into the floor. It's, it's, it's great athleticism, but it's, it's not out. He's not got control Jackie, of it. You're... You can't have control of it when you, your whole body's in the air moving around. <laughs> yeah, it's got control of the ball, not the body. Uh, Jacko, yours please. Yeah. yeah, and this this is, again, this is so on the fence. I think this is a sort of catch where like the third umpire is almost detrimental to it uh, because when you slow this down and you look at it slow-mo and, you know, where's his weight and you look at it on every frame, you're going to be like, he hasn't caught that because, like, yeah, the ball's touched grass. Um, I think, I think the the biggest thing is Luke sort of touched on it. Like, he hasn't done, he hasn't made that attempt to keep the ball off the ground. Um, like, if he just gets down onto that elbow, it's, it's no contest. I think there's that real grey area of like what's control versus is the ball touched the ground in your like <clears throat> motion of catching it. And, and you could say potentially he's still in that motion of catching it and the ball has touched the ground, which makes it, you know, it, it's so hard to call it because, you know, is, has he got control of the ball? Has he caught it? Like, how different is that from, you know, catching it and throwing it up within a second in a court and bold? Um, like, what's the difference there? Like, who's to say as you roll over, you've thrown the ball up, are you going to bobble it out, like, in a court and bold situation? Um Probably not, but maybe you would have, and you didn't have full control. So, yeah, it, it's such a grey, it's such a grey area. The the ball touching the ground, but yeah, probably gone a bit too long there. But uh, Munster's giving me the old timeout. But yeah, I think no, it's just no, so I was saying, I, I, no, I was saying, I'd, I'd love to like, <laughs> I, I was DRSing, like I'd love to, I'd love someone to like, yeah. like catch, like catch, like get you a caught and bowl on the run, throw it up, and then imagine like as a better, yeah, yeah. just like. Can we send that upstairs? Like, I think, I don't think yeah, he's got yeah. control. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think there's a Cummins one where he does that, where he takes it, like, on the dive, and he's sort of rolling over. There's a Saudi one as well, and he sort of is half rolling and just throws it up, and it's like, well, you had that ball in your hand for two seconds, like, is there control? So it's, it's so hard to call, but I think with the ball touching the turf, Erasmus has made the right decision. Um because like, at the end of that, he can go, well, that ball's been grounded. That's that's not out. So, I did, I, it's just it, it is a very well, strange way to try and catch it, though. That yeah, I don't know why it's done like and stuff it's you guys would have done over the time. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever caught a ball and thought yeah. I'll land palm down with it. Well, it's always fingers well, under. Yeah, isn't it? that's always your yeah. determinant. Do you get those fingers under the ball? Like you're trying to keep it off the grass. That's your your one goal. It's basics. <laughs> So like get the ball off the grass. Like yeah. when I watched it live, I I was watching it work. I had the sound off, and I seen the I I, I just seen it, and I was like, oh, that's not out. It's I didn't think much of it, and then um, mm. yeah, I just I was very surprised on the controversy. Like I I get all the arguments for it, and I get like to the letter of the law, that's it's uh, it's not out. He's not and he's in control of the ball. He's not in control of his body. But for me. He's just fucking grounded it, and you can't do that, and you've never been able to do that. And I hate. I'm really sick of this word control. Like I'm really sick of like, oh, he's got full control. He's got this. Nah, it's either fucking hit the ground or it's not. <laughs> okay, like you just well, you've got you've got you've got control over do that. a bump ball, don't you? But that's not out. 
Like, Wait, start again. The ground, isn't it? Like it's such a like you've got control over a bump ball, don't you? Like let's touch the ground yeah. and then you've controlled it. Like just just don't. I think the they're the harder calls no where it's bounced before, just before the fingers. This for me was oh. pretty black and white. Yeah, those ones where you've yeah. got to watch it twenty-five times. Is, well, I've got no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, since we've got all um, all riled up, let's let's go to another controversy because um, if we move on to, to day five, um, you know things started pretty well for England. They got through to one hundred seventy-seven for four uh, until Duckett was dismissed for twin fifties. This time making eighty-three. Um, and then, yeah, and then Johnny Bairstow, um was run out or stumped or whatever you want to call it for, from Alex Carey. For context, uh, it was the last ball of the over and Bairstow just kind of walked off. Uh, I thought the over was done, I, I presume. Uh, and I believe he had been walking down the wicket a few times and instinctively Carey caught the ball, threw it at the stumps and when Carey threw the ball, Bairstow was... Still in the crease, but then he left the crease, so of course was run out, stumped. So again, I'll put it to you real simple. Uh, we'll start with you again, Luke. Out or not out? I think you're going to be disappointed because I, I just think that is just out and it's just so stupid. thought we were going in a different direction, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I'm wow. really sorry that you've got an English person on to talk about this to create a little clip, but it's just out. I think <laughs> up from, from being about 11 years old, whenever I'm fielding near the keeper, up until when I was first team captain at 23 and fielding in the slip, if I saw something like that, I would, I'm like letting the keeper know, I'm saying, right, you have a go here. We can, we can steal one. Jacko, where are you at? No, 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 it's fine. Look, we, we will talk about it more in depth. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, but I'd um, love to hear Jacko's uh, visceral take. I mean, yeah, I, I vividly I vividly remember the series versus Sri Lanka that erupted in controversy uh, when McCullum ran out, Joe, uh, I think he ran out Muralitharan. Yeah, Murali. Congratulate us teammate scoring his 100 I think it was yeah and saying like, his 100 I think the te- yeah the team barred him from the media for days on end like this was like a disgraceful moment for him to come out and be like we're not having a fucking deal with these blokes like BSO's tried to do the same thing two series ago like I think two like, days his- ago yeah two days ago two, two days like, ago to Labashane <laughs> like the stance on that he just like, missed yeah like the stance on this is this is like this crime against cricket when like McCullum's had fucking been barred from the media for this stuff in the past. Like it's just such a it's such a joke that they're so up in arms about it. I'll go on the record and say I don't think it's out. Um because in and my reasoning is he hasn't offered a shot. It is the last ball of the over. The umpire if the umpire's said over, he's just so fine. Um I've had a sim- similar thing happen in a game where I've walked out of my crease, last ball and gone, like, wicket's been bumped off, and my heart sank. I've been like, fuck, surely they're not going to give this out here. And the umpires are like, no, no, we've said over, like, it's last ball. Like, just some common sense, I think, needed to come through. Like, there's no intention for him to run a single there, like, whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, for me, just if you if you take a step back on it, you just go, right, that's not out. And I think Paddy Cummins has to take the appeal away. Um, and, I'll, and I'll go one further. I think Cam Green has to take the appeal away because as a nasty, the last thing you want on that scorecard is stumped next to your name. Because in five years' time, everyone's <laughs> going to look at that and go, fuck, Cam, did you, you hit the keeper up, did you? Um, and that's really going to hurt Cam Green's ego. So, yeah, I think the biggest loser of this controversy could actually be Cam Green in the long run. It's a good take. I like it. Um, for, for me, like, I just, like, the optics of it is village. Like, it just, I just, all about it, I don't mm. like it. Having said that, I'm not of the ilk that, because that's my opinion, everyone else needs to agree with me, so I'm going to fucking shove it down your throat, like some of the opinions going around today. Like, I also get it, it's out. Besto was stupid, all that sort of stuff, but... Yeah, like you said, Jacko, there's a lot of hypocrisy coming out of England at the moment. There's some real, like, the biggest crime ever, and it's like, 
folks was we doing we, we, yeah. we talked about we talked about it last year on the pod like folks was doing it and we had a go at him and everyone was like it's in the rules yeah. it's in the rules well still in the rules th- uh, this year last I checked <laughs> I mean like when remember when yeah. remember when Pope ran out uh, De Gronholm and yeah. remember when he like there was that appeal De Gronholm sort of similar thing not long for a run ran away for like an idiot ball falls to Pope he throws the stumps down I don't see how that's any different it's the sort of yeah. carelessness plus like smart sort of stuff and then like McCullum's actually done it in a game where for the Black Caps he's actually underarm like he's done the exact same thing he's he's ran someone out and I just like what are we doing here like and then Broad's coming out like yeah. I think saying it's the worst thing that worst thing I've ever seen in cricket and he's like cut a ball to slip and and not walk it's like what are, it's like just calm down uh, it's, yeah it's it's I think it's, it's it feels like England's like clutching at this as their you know we shouldn't be 2-0 down because of this one thing and it feels like that's what they're holding on to of like you know we could it could be one nil or it could be one all, but like because Aussie cheated and now the old enemy and now the convicts from down the uh, the bottom of the world, they've screwed us over here. So yeah, there's some real hypocrisy coming out because as you said, there's so many examples of this shit happening. I mean, if it's ball five of the over versus ball six, like Besto's out, he is gone, he's walking. I, I think this is why I'm no so issue. definitive on it because the, when you look through. Someone put a compilation of him throughout the day. He's doing it every ball. Yeah. So yeah. if it if it didn't happen that ball, it would have happened on a different ball. And it's just yeah. it's just when you're saying common sense from like the umpires and everyone involved, it's how what what are you gaining by leaving half a second after the ball's gone past you instead of a second and a half, two seconds? It's yeah. just it's just silly cricket. Yeah. It's a mistake you make it under nines when you sort of bat out your crease to try and negate a single wicket and you don't get back and then you're like, fuck, I am never, ever doing that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's normally, just, the, normally when you're nine, the, 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 your, your, tears, your tears kind of give you another bat, but like the, the tears from Broad didn't quite work, uh, unfortunately. Nah, exactly. Uh, they call back Johnny. Yeah, when, it happens in um, num- yeah, when it happens in under nines, mum buys you an ice cream afterwards, you maybe get some fries and your day's, your day's all much better, but... Yeah, when it happens on the biggest stage... Did fire up Ben Stokes, though. At the time, at the time, like, England are 193 for for six. They're 180 behind. Headingly, Ben Stokes came to the party, and he just starts swinging. Stokes and Broad, they put on 108. Broad made uh, 10 of those. Stokes, 155, 214 rocks, nine fours, nine sixes. And at 308 for six, they only need 63 to win. Yeah, it's a good wins on the cards there. It wasn't to be England lost their final four poles for 19 runs. Stark, Cummins, Hazel would pick up three apiece. Australia win by 43 runs and have a 2-0 series lead. So obviously, like, the talking point probably is Australia going 2-0 up. But fuck that. Like, Stokes, what the fuck was that? That's, like, when he, when he brought up his 100 on three consecutive sixes, I was like, wow, what's what the, what's actually happening here? Um, Luke, what are your memories of Stokes um, just doing this time and time again? Oh, it's. I think that's why, just touching back on the best, I think why a lot of people have got so uppity about it. Because obviously that Headingley test got to the point of us getting over the line because Verso did stick around and obviously have, have a good enough innings himself. And the same with the World Cup, someone stuck around with Stokes. Um, I think I think Strauss said after you can't just expect one person to do it, but I think at times the way Stokes makes you feel, I, I think you can just have one person do it. It's he, he's, and you know he's going to do it again. It's when, uh, so over, overnight when I was when I've been like checking on the scores and I've seen Stokes and I, I reckon I was looking at that and thinking we were we were still favourites while Stokes was there just because he's not done anything for a little while that you yeah. knew he was. It, he's been he's been saving this for for Lords Pack Day Five. He what he wants that knighthood, and, and this is how he's going to go about it. It's funny how he only does it. He only seems to do it when it really matters, when they really yeah. need him. It's like they have to they have to convince Ben that we're in the shit and we need you. Otherwise, he's like, nah, not interested. 
not interested. Like the stakes have to be higher. Yeah, I think um, if we were batting on a flat track and he comes out with like five hundred for for four or five hundred for five, he's he's getting less than ten. You put it, you bring him out with ten for five, he's turning up. He just he does it when it's tough, and I think that's that's why he's been that sort of leader of bats ball, and and that's why you know guys are following him and, and guys are buying in because they know like right we'll we'll take this as far as we can, but when all the chips are down, we know like he's actually going to be the one that will pick us up and you know pick these scraps up and win us games from nowhere. Um, and yeah, that I mean I, I sort of woke up and was sort of reading through the group chats and whatnot, and it was, oh, Stokes 100, Stokes 120. I was like, oh, fuck, England have won this. Like, this is all good. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's a full gone. And then it was like, oh, no, Stokes is out. And it's like, oh, like, fuck, like, damn it. Like, Aussie 2 now. And I was a bit gutted. Like, you're sort of reading it. And my updates were sort of through hours old group chat messages. But I was like, I was right. I felt like I was riding along with it just from, like, reading these messages. And, yeah, to see, to see it as a loss, unfortunately, um, very niggly but fuck it. it feels like he's going to have something special for game three especially if he's if he's using this sort of Johnny Bairstow's you know the Michael Jordan conversation at dinner where old mate didn't talk to him and he said nah fuck you I'm going to beat you um, if that's sort of what Stokes needs to get into this series uh, England can, can keep going on about this Bairstow thing all they like cause if, it, if it brings Stokes into this series and, and he keeps batting like this fuck it Bairstow wasn't out and Long live England. That's what I say. Yeah, just just on the just on the rest of the series. Um, obviously, yeah, the unfortunate uh, end of that is that Australia are up two nil, and only one team has ever come back from a two nil deficit, and that's a, a team with Bradman. So, I guess we'll st- we'll go with uh, we'll go with you, Luke. But what what do you think needs to happen for England to turn it around? Like, what do they need to do? differently to win the next test I think we touched on it before bowling wise I think Wood or someone we don't have that character at the minute like that's that um, last time we were at home was obviously when Joffre came through and that was the real we, we, we drew two all with a, with a worse team playing a worse brand of cricket it's just I think it's batting wise I'm perfectly happy with it we're scoring a lot of runs most innings and that not much needs changing there. Um, obviously, watching the highlights, I've not been able to see everything, but there is a lot of talk about some peculiar field settings. Maybe you'll have a little bit of better idea than me on that, whether that's something that needs changing. But I just think a bit more spice and, and something with, with one strike bowler or someone doing something different, really really putting it down with some speed and, and, and forcing people and just, just being able to bowl that miracle ball. I agree 100. percent I think I think the batting's where it needs to be. I think the batting's in a position where they're going to win this test, uh, where they're going to they can win the next test. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wood's got to play. He's your trump card. He's your ace in the hole. Um, the fact that he didn't play this test because of durability concerns, I just think it like it's it almost feels the opposite of baseball. Like baseball's being like we're not conservative. You know, we're going to take the game to you. We've got this fucking absolute stallion in the in the shed but we might not play him because his great granddad broke the leg running ascot like just felt like they were a bit, mm. a bit too nervy with him um because now they can't lose again so they've, they've just got to play him fuck it if he if he pulls lame up after two overs stokes will get five oh well. like you've seen what yeah exactly like you've seen stokes's knee will heal like You've seen what Robinson, Broad, and Anderson do without a quality spinner there. Like they're just not getting that rest, and their legs quite aren't quite fresh enough. So uh, yeah, you've got to play Wood. I don't care if he rolls two overs or thirty; he's got to play just in case. Um, and then yeah, the batting. I think they've just they've got to double down. Um, they've just got to they've just got to keep dying by the sword, and and I feel like it's going to come right. Like they've been close, so. Yeah, I think I think they win this next test, and I think they do it off the back of some real fiery spells from Wood, because um, I don't think the Aussies have been uncomfy yet at the crease. Um, like obviously, they've been technically challenged, I think, with, the, with England's bowlers, but I don't think they've actually had that proper like, right, this is going to be tough. This is actually going to be uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, you, you've got to bring that element into the series, and I think that's their only way back in it. Um, 
Yeah, I think tactically England have really missed the boat with the pitches, pitch, uh, with the pitches they've wanted, and then the selections around it. Like it feels like they've completely nullified Jimmy Anderson. Like he's just not even a, he's not even a thought. He's not a challenging anyone at all like I've never seen like Jimmy Anderson hasn't beaten Australia in like since like 2015 and he's not going to if he keeps playing on these wickets like you need to give him a little bit of juice like I don't know why they're kind of playing into Australia's hands like they're kind of like like is ba- does baseball only work if you're playing on flat wickets like I thought it was all wickets sort of stuff like I don't know if you want flat wickets just so your batters can tee off because then your bowlers get fucked and then turns out Australia's bowlers, they can bowl on flat wickets. And then their batters just are absolutely, they're crushing it, like, over and over again. So I think there needs to be a way more spice. Because the other thing is they don't have a spinner when it's flat. So they're kind of hamstrunging their own side. So I want to see more spice in the wicket. Um, yeah, I'm going to... I think they'll rest Anderson's because I was I was gonna go Anderson, but I think I wouldn't mind seeing like a Broad or a Robinson Fife or something like that, or even like a Wokes come into like that. So I think if we do if we do our picks coming forward, um, yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Broad top wicket taker. Yep. That's what I'm looking at. Um, Jacko, I'm gonna assume you're looking at a you're looking at a wee yep. Mark Wood top wicket taker, something like that. Yeah, give, just give me that. I think that's what this series needs. I think it's the one of the few ways it stays alive. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Wood top wicket taker first innings. Uh, maybe even throw a carrot in there. Wood to take the first wicket of the test. Uh, obviously, toss dependent, but uh, yeah, I think if England bowl first, get that get that live bet in. Mark Wood first wicket taker. Oh, I I I just think I don't I don't know if it's just purely recency bias and, and how much I love the bloke, but I could I could see Stokes doing everything till the end of the series. I could genuinely see him just <laughs> just powering through and just doing everything on his own. I just think are we, I think are we me, multi? The, are we the top, top the run score test, a top wicket? Yeah, yeah, I'll go I'll go for I'll go for a double, yeah. Um yeah, I'm going I'm going Stokes for both. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um so just on that, boys, we've got obviously a pre-recorded uh, segment coming up. We um, we will shift to that, um, which is our heading league segment. Just a wee game. It's a wee trip down memory lane from the third test of the 2019 Ashes. Stokes, heading league. The boys reveal it. We've got Lugsy back for this one. Um, we name the 11 segment, so that's up next. Right, so this week we've got a special name the 11 edition with... Um, yeah, so this will be coming out around the third test. So we're going to do on the anniversary of Headingley. We're going to see if we can remember the third test of the 2019 Ashes series, the Headingley test, the Stokes test. So um, I don't want to give give it away too much, but Stokes is in one of those teams. So You've um, named the player already. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, My England or is that? Yeah, beautiful. Are you England? Fuck it. Shit. Okay, um... Yeah, it's, this is gonna be quite hard. So Lugsy, you wanna you wanna tee this up and it's gonna be me and Jacko yep. gonna go. So Jacko, do you wanna go first or do you want a second? I can go first. Am I I'm England confirmed? You're England, yeah. Mm. You happy with that? Yeah. Okay, so right it's in your hands there, Lugsy, if you wanna yeah, sort no, of sort of dealing with one of the third test heavenly, um one of the more famous tests in probably in recent history, as Munter may have already mentioned and given Given Jacko, we picked there, Stokes Heroics. We won't say who was at the other end, but we probably all remember. Um, so, Jacko, I'll tee you up. I'll give you three, two, one, go. Yes, yeah, so we've got Stokes, we had Leach. I believe Archer played in that test. Uh, Bearstow, Butler. Um, gosh, trying to do this off the top of my head is tough, actually. Uh, give me Broad. Give me that'll be your seamers. Uh, Anderson not playing. Who did they have as sticks back then? Uh, Cook was done. Well done. Um, 
Yeah, this is tough actually. Going, I haven't looked at anything for this. Mm, that's time. Okay. How many I get? Well, six. Having not looking at a thing that's good, I'll, I'll read you through the English lineup. Um, yeah. I tell you what, no wonder this opening pair got skittled. Rory Burns and Rory Burns oh, and Jason Roy up top. Rory Burns would rival Aaron Finch for like just the player that's been bowled the most in Test cricket as a batter, I reckon. Tell you what, Jason Roy was throwing the hands at them as well, just quietly. Um, Joe Root at three. Yeah, Root's a miss. He's missed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's almost one of them, like, you're too obvious. You've got to name him straight away. Yeah. Um, who was it for? Um, I've written my, my writing so poor. Joe, what was his last name? Yeah, Yeah, that's yeah, a tough he, one. That's, that's quite hard. Right. That's quite hard. Yeah, yeah. thankfully Joe yeah. Root actually got Stokes out there at five, so he actually knew one of these guys. Um, Stokes at five, Bearstow at six, Butler seven. I forgot Bearstow. I forgot yeah. on this. Yeah, I got Wokes, Anderson, Broad, and Archer. Yeah. Leach. Not... Oh, yeah, sorry, and Jack Leach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah got to get that one. Yeah. Um, he will have played a heroic part in that. Wokes a very forgotten English cricketer. Yeah, he's in the squad. He's in the squad. Yeah, which is, um... he, he might get a test. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a run. He'll Swing it around a bit. He won't be top wicket taker. Score 40-odd. He'll get a, he'll get a run. I think um, runs from sort of yeah seven through seven through nine are actually going to be very handy in this Ashes, just getting off top yeah. it. Yeah, very 100%. handy. Hundred percent. Um, Munter, you're obviously Australia. Okay. Um, I'll get you going in three, two, one. Yours, please. Okay, let's go with the obvious ones: Warner, Manus, Payne, Head. Uh, Cummins, Lyon, Patterson, um, Kawaja, no Smith, I don't think. So I'm going to go like a Marcus Harris in the pause. You've got two seconds. That's a great. The problem here, Munter, is you might ask me a question and I'm not going to know the answer. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I need, I need more, I need more info on how long's left. I reckon it's just you've got two boys, seconds, boys. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a bit like now. I just paused it out of. I need my own timer. So, yeah, you um, need your own. How many is the that? How many, are, looking at how many have I got? I think you're at, I think you're at nine. Yeah, let's go. I'm that. at nine. Because I, I yeah, yeah I need I, we need more feedback here. I need uh, I need to know like like how many I'm getting. Yeah, look, it, it was a lot tougher. I have to say because I'm I've got the team here and I'm looking at my watch. So I can't and I'm holding my phone. So that's <laughs> sixes and sevens here. Gosh, the man needs a ring light. Um. Okay. I. So how many how many have I got? We're going with nine according to Jackson. Well, I, I'd rather according to you that the actual time <laughs> game. <laughs> Yeah, but so much. You've got two seconds. You're just going to have to fire a couple. Yeah, I know. I've got to really think this through. Okay, so. Okay, I think I know one. I just need to figure out the other one, which I don't know. Um, Okay, no, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, ready? Okay, count me down. Three, two, one. Wade Hazelwood. It's Hazelwood? Yeah. Did I get it? You could be right. Yeah, man, it's on the limb. Wow, that's close. Oh. That's actually close. Jeez, that's good. I don't know if that pause was in the spirit of the game where I kind of oh, used it. Yeah, to, I don't to, know if you did. You ask? A I question didn't actually ask you a question. Take, you just give yourself an extra what? thirty seconds to answer that. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Oh, hold on, just pause. Ask my question. Give me, give me a minute thirty to think these two through. <laughs> we didn't actually factor in more the pausing methods. <laughs> no, no, there's some different. Oh, I've actually got as long as we like to get this. There's some different. What do we feel? Like, I, I couldn't. I, I, the one question I asked was how many I got, and I couldn't even get an answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on here at the Trumity HQ. Yeah, I think the boys, it's, it's, we need a bit more practice at the, um, the actual yeah. uh, the liaising. Um, yeah. But that's all right. We'll get there. We'll get there. So. Um, what do you remember about that test, boys? Because fuck, I just remember. Oh. I mean, you can't. Other than Stokes, it's it's all. I just can't remember. I anything, mean, really. my my biggest memory is Nathan Lyon. 
Yeah. Nathan Lyon and Tim Payne's capitulation on the last day. Um, that oh, the cool miss the miss the out bad, but blowing that review and then uh, was it LM Dar turned down the deadest of LBs. Joel Wilson. Like Joel Wilson. Yeah. Joe Wilson just didn't want to make that decision. What a cat. That was so out. But <laughs> like Aussie losing Aussie losing the review like on just a throwaway one, like two balls before, after like muffing the run out. I mean one of the, some of the best TV you'll ever see is the next day in so in that docker of the test, just them sitting there trying to watch that through. Like unbelievable stuff. Um, talk about kicking dogs while they're down. That was just Maybe where Langer lost the eleven potentially, uh, but yeah, um, that, that that sticks in my memory. Obviously, outside of Stokes's innings, which was yeah next level. Jack Leach's uh, sort of retelling of the single yes, quite quite just... brilliant too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Out in the middle, just really it was sort of quite taking good, on that he he sort of got it done himself and just let Stokesy finish it off for him. But um, yeah, that, that that's definitely a good lasting memory too. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna go outside of the game and go to Leach because I think that was the most sort of grey cricket thing of it all. It's exactly yeah. what any good number eleven at any level would do: is retell the story as if they were the hero. Um, yeah. And I think like out on the deck as well, and the boys just cracking up around them. I thought that was superb. That's why you play the game, sort of stuff. Um, yeah. That series, I think, is the um, where I started sleeping in the lounge for any you know ashes or away series so I'll be back into the lounge very shortly for this Ashes um, and yeah I what happened was I was watching it all fell asleep I think Stokes hit a few and I woke up when they needed about 60 odd left and managed to, to stay up for it oh, all so yeah. just a brilliant last sort of hour yeah you start to you start to wonder like because yeah, I woke up around a similar time with yeah Stokes needing 60 odd and you just sort of like Stokes is having this out-of-body experience where he's, like, reverse-sweeping Nathan Lyon over a deep point. And first you're like, why is he reverse-sweeping to where there's a sweeper? And then you're like, hang on, that's going for six. And you're like, how is he doing this? Like, how is this even possible? And then it just sort of kept going going. And Australia just looked, got more and more rattled, which is why, like, I like this team nowadays. Cause he, I, it's hard to say. I mean, they may still get rattled, but... It doesn't feel like like Nathan Lyon dropping the ball, like that review. Like Tim Payne, just not a great captain, is he? Really? I mean, that, I think Tim Payne's. I think he was what they needed for a minute there. Yeah, um, fair, fair. Um, but yeah, whether he was good enough bat or good enough at anything, another question. But yeah, it was what they needed. Hundred percent. Um, Right, that memory, we... though, sorry, of just um, Stokesy hitting that last that last oh. boundary and hands in the air—that's outrageous. That, oh. Watching the like watching Stokes react just before the crowd does, and mm. then because Stokes knows he's most it, and then the crowd sees Stokes react, and the crowd knows he's most it, and they go up like just that second after him. I'm about to go YouTube that. Ace. Yeah, that could be me now. One, it one of Ness's the great commentary. Ness's commentary, like it's just perfection. Oh. It's like the Ashes is well is well and truly alive because of one cricketer, and that cricketer yeah. is Ben Stokes. Like it's just, oh. it's iconic stuff. Yeah. Um, and fancy like Langer like showing them that the full package the next day. Like that is oh. psychopath sort of behaviour. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Honestly, Oh, like you're, mean, getting glim- you're getting a glimpse of him on comms, out. eh? It's interesting having him on oh. comms because you're getting a wee glimpse mm. of what he's like as a coach, and you're like, yeah. "Fuck, he get like he he seems like a good guy who really loves his players and loves Australia, but fuck, they get a bit much in like the bubble sort yeah. of scenario. Yeah, like there's just no yeah. there's no time off, no day off. It's just nah. especially the early years when he he was really riding the wave. Um, and it just seemed to be like when he's the only sort of person you're dealing with outside of your your mates. It's yeah, would have been intense back then. But yeah, imagine we we bit of dust creeping in. Probably the guys twelve to fifteen felt alright in that meeting, but geez, fuck, Lion must have felt like the smallest bloke in the world. <laughs> oh, you like, 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 what would Lion do when that that's coming up? Like. <laughs> Got, is he is he making a joke? Is he head oh. down? Like, 
I just couldn't be in that oh. room. Nah. Just, like, no, someone's got to be manly enough to be like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing this. Yeah. Like, we know well, what Al, happened. We're not. Yeah, we're Al, we all through. played this. We're not watching that, mate. I was, yeah. I was, listen, I, we, I was listening to um, the the TGC last week, and they had Jackson Bird on, who was yeah. in that in that squad before they picked the squad over there, and he was talking about how intense it was, and how they had they had like two Australian teams versing each other over there, and they said it was so intense that the two teams weren't allowed to talk to each other beforehand. And it was just really like it was out the gate. He said it was like yeah. mentally draining. And then he got he got the call where he wasn't going to make the side, and he's like, okay, you know, whatever. And then he's like, okay, and now we're going to have we're going to have a drink. We're going to we'll get together, have a few beers, and and, sit, and like sort of you know congratulate the guys that made it. And he's like, oh, fuck that! Like I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm not on the team. Like what are we doing? Like I've just been it's been torture. Me- yeah, just give me my first-class Qantas flight back home, thanks. I'll 100%. get boozed up on that. Thanks to Jacko. Thanks to Luke for stopping by. And a big thank you to all the fans who tune in every week. This week is when we launch our first Patreon episode. Me and Jacko recorded that last night. This is Friday. So if you like what we do, tune into that and support the movement. We'll catch you boys next week. 